Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And we have an update already about Sunri and the controversy. Yes. So last week's episode, we had talked about the Burning Sun controversy involving Sungri and the employees of this nightclub that he co-owns slash does promotions for that the employees were drugging people, that they were also distributing illegal drugs, that there was prostitution, that people were being raped, that people were getting punched in the face, a whole lot of shit. So definitely check out our last episode to get the tea on that. And we said that we would make an update if uh, it ever came to a conclusion, and holy shit, (laughs) it did! (laughs) That quickly! uh, We had said that this was an updating story, but I'm still shook. Like, (laughs) Yeah, so the update is that Sungri has formally announced that he is retiring entirely from the, the music industry because of these allegations. So while he's not admitting guilt... He has completely removed himself from the music industry. That means he's no longer in Big Bang. We don't even know if Big Bang will ever release another song. I mean, the other members have their solo work, but the fate of the group Big Bang is just... In jeopardy right now. Yeah, it's in limbo. So Sungri and some other people in the music industry were in this group chat, allegedly, that they were sharing... Photos and videos of women who were performing some sort of a sexual act, but they were being filmed without their consent. So they were sharing this really rapey, awful stuff with each other. Disgusting. Disgusting. And this is just after there had been cacao talks about Sungri trying to find prostitutes for investors. And people had been like, oh, you can fake those. That doesn't seem real. No, bitch, the police are saying that this is real, that they are saying that the cacao chats of Sungri trying to find prostitutes are real, and the group chats of the non-consensual videos and photos are also real. And I'm really, really shook about that. Yeah, I didn't want to think that the police in Seoul could be bought or bribed, but that stuff happens, you know? But it really seems like, to me, they're doing some hardcore analysis and they're taking this extremely seriously. While it's disheartening to realize that all this stuff is true, I'm glad that it's coming to light and I'm glad that the women who are involved in these things are finally getting some justice. I hope that all the women who have been affected can sue all these people. Yes. And I hope that they find some relief, and I hope that the press leaves them alone. That is our update. If anyone gets criminally charged, we'll let you know. Yeah, we will keep updating you as the story develops. We're honestly really surprised that it's been developing this quickly, but you'll be the first to hear from us. So now on to what our episode is really supposed to be about, SwampCon! SwampCon! So, what is SwampCon, Emily? SwampCon is a free multi-genre convention hosted in Gainesville, Florida at 
the University of Florida, and it is completely student-run, and it is also completely free. It's free. free it's free, free. 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 It's a free con. <laughs> but not free con, which is hosted in Tallahassee. But anyways, SwampCon is near and dear to Emily and I's hearts because it is put on, it's completely student-run by members and members adjacent of Gator Anime Club, which is the anime club for the University of Florida. So these students work really hard to put on a two-day convention at the Student Union, which is actually pretty large. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of content and organization it's just really incredible to, even looking back on it, because me and Emily were part of the planning process and convention process for one of the previous Swamp Cons, just to see it still going pretty strong is incredible, because it is a mountain of work for these students who are still taking classes full-time, you know? It's just a lot of work and a lot of collaboration, especially with working adults that work in the student union and with guests and industry leaders and that sort of thing too. So it's really impressive to see that. Yeah. So the first SwampCon was in 2012 and it's gone all the way up to 2019. Every year has had a different theme. The first theme was uh, Space Invaders. Yes. The second theme was Fantasy. It was more kind of like The Hobbit. Third year, which is the one we organized, was Undead themed, which I picked out the theme because <laughs> I had been obsessed with the show Supernatural yes. and The Walking Dead. So I was like, guys, guys, we should we should do like a supernatural, like undead theme, which could include vampires and zombies. And uh, we were also heavily into True Blood at the time. <laughs> yes. Emily picked the perfect theme because it was right on the cusp of like zombies being really popular too. So SwampCon Rising is what it was called. It was like the perfect theme for the time of decade that we were in. Yeah, after that we had a kaiju versus robots, and then the year after that was SwampCon V, which was kind of like Valentine's Day themed. Yes. I would say more like even slightly magical girl themed. Yes. That year it was actually on Valentine's Day weekend, plus it was the fifth year, SwampCon V. So it was really cute. Me and a couple of friends of mine, Annie, R.A., Elias, Derek, we all made a visual novel promoting SwampCon that was kind of loosely based off a Hatiful boyfriend where you could date these alligators and bring them to SwampCon, and it was so cute. And it was a lot of fun, and I have a lot of respect for game makers, especially romance games. It's not as yeah. easy as you think. So after SwampCon V was the sixth year of SwampCon, and that was SwampCon Frontier, which was space cowboy themed. Space Western. Space Western. I actually really liked that theme. I thought that year had a lot of good art also. Every year has had good art, but I, I particularly liked the colors and theme that they had for that year. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, there's so much you can do with space westerns. There's like Cowboy Bebop, there's Firefly, there's other shows that aren't as good as those. <laughs> I guess Star Wars, if you want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after that, it was Swamp Con Voyage, which was pirate-themed. Fun. Pirates. Fun. Pirates. <laughs> Lots of cute nautical-themed art from that as well. This year's theme is Swamp Con Endless Mysteries, which has a lot to do with kind of, like, detective-y mystery-type things, and also, like, cryptids and that sort of thing. 
which I thought was an interesting theme to go with. Definitely very Indiana Jones meets Gravity Falls. It's very much that aesthetic. Yes. So we are guests at SwampCon. After being involved with it for three years, Mm -hmm. um, we've come back as volunteers and as guests. So we will be there, and you guys can come and talk to us about K-pop in person. Yeah. And we could fight in person if you want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) We are actually uh, running two panels, one on Saturday in the afternoon and one on Sunday in the early evening. We are doing our two panels that we like to do the most, which are the K-dramas you should be watching and guess that K-pop tune. The K-drama panel, we basically talk about K-dramas that we like, that are interesting, we show them the trailers, and we have a good time discussing K-dramas. And then the second one, it's a cutthroat game where people can win prizes for guessing K-pop songs. It's a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> that one's definitely one to go to, because I, I really like the game show style of it. It's very high energy, and it's fun to win candy. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> we, we also have raffles at both of our panels. Where you guys can win some awesome K-pop merchandise. We have some really lovely posters and some other goodies that you can get. And we will be giving away some stickers and pins that are Soulmates Podcast theme. They're completely free. They're for you. Uh, so come and see us and talk to us. And definitely check the SwampCon.org panel schedule. Yes. You know, we're guests, but we also like to have fun at SwampCon. Mm-hmm. What is something that you are looking forward to? So something that I'm looking forward to is definitely the SwampCon drag show. I would say that that's probably what me and Emily, besides our panels, are most involved with. Emily and Kyle will be in the sound, the AV booth, and I will be backstage trying to wrangle a bunch of uh, drag queens and burlesque performers. It's going to be a good time. You should definitely come out and tip the queens and the burlesque performers and enjoy just a really upbeat, very interesting and creative show. I'm looking forward to the Miku Miku dance concert. That's always a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoy Vocaloid things, but I wouldn't say that I'm a super involved fan. So the songs always surprise me, and I find a few that I like, and then I put them on a playlist. Yeah, for sure. I would say the same. And, you know, there are some other uh, K-pop panels that are going to be happening, so I'm kind of, I kind of want to go to them and see... What 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 else? Uh, what our competition's talking about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we can go beat them up. Yeah, not at all. I, I'm I'm really interested to see what they uh, will have scheduled. And I know that there's some like how to do the dances panels, and I love dancing, so that might be some fun ones for you guys to attend. Also, if you enjoy K-pop as much as we do. Yeah, I love dancing. I'm just really bad at it. So. <laughs> So we actually have our friend Nick here, Nicky Mirage. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. I'd say you're a friend of the show. He has been running the SwampCon Drag Show since its creation in SwampCon Rising Year 3. Why don't you say a few words about the process of producing this show and how it's kind of an all-year process? Uh, well, the show, like uh, Emily said, started in SwampCon Rising. It was also my start to drag. So I was a busted mess for probably about the first two and a half SwampCon drag shows. But we've gone better. We've improved. And it is kind of like a year-round process. Not so much year-round, but definitely like the few months leading up to SwampCon. Because traditionally, SwampCon has been in January with this year. It's in March. But still, I usually start like booking my cast in like September. 
before SwanCon. I have to ask queens what cosplays they're doing. I have to wrangle their music week of because drag queens are creatures of tardiness <laughs> and creatures of stressing out show producers. So it's more just wrangling these queens, getting their tech information, getting their songs, making sure everyone's doing a cosplay, making sure since it's at SwamCon that no one says fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Making sure that I don't say fuck on the microphone. (laughs) But overall, it's a fantastic show. It's one of my favorite things that I do. And I always make a brand new cosplay for it. And you can catch me this year as Entrapta from She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. A few years ago, we started, uh, or I started incorporating burlesque performers into the SwampCon drag show because I started doing a show in downtown Gainesville that was a dragon burlesque show. So I got connected with the local burlesque community. I started incorporating burlesque into the show. They don't go down to pasties and they don't wear thongs because it is... Still an all-ages show, but it's been a nice addition to the show, I believe, and it showcases different art forms that are different, but not that far off from each other, drag and burlesque. Over the years, the SwamCon drag show has been probably one of the most consistently attended events at SwamCon. Typically, I know last year the room almost hit capacity, which is almost 700 people, but generally it's one of the most popular events at SwamCon, so starts at 8 p.m. You should definitely be there. So you may be thinking, why should I get in my car and go to SwampCon? Well, you should go because it's free, guys. Where are you going to find a free convention with this level of content? True facts, actually. It's also important that you attend SwampCon because, like we were saying earlier, it is student-run, and these students are usually, like, 19 to 21 years old. So you got to support the baby nerds. You really do. Also, providing a free convention and supporting that free convention also allows high school students and students who have, you know, not the income to spend to go to a convention that costs $40 for a whole weekend. They can go to this for free and still be nerdy with their friends, cosplay, enjoy themselves, have some money to spend at the Artist Alley. It's just a good thing all around. So if you want to support SwampCon, just showing up helps them. And honestly, this is just our opinion. We feel like the content of the panels, the special events, and the main events are surpassing what you can get at a paid-for convention for, let's say, 40 to $60 for a weekend. Right. And the, I mean, that's just some conventions, but it seems like a lot of conventions that are like that focus on one or two really popular guests, whereas because SwampCon, again, is run by students, is funded by the student government, they don't have a lot of money, so they can't afford to spend a bunch of money on voice actors, but they use their talents and their ambition and their drive to create these really awesome main events and special events, which honestly, to us, is why you'd want to go to a convention anyways. I mean, it's cool when they have nice guests, but you're really there for the content. Correct. And SwampCon does have guests. There are guests. Yes. Check them out on the website. We are we are the guests. Some of, we're one of the guests. We are not the biggest guests. No, we're not. <laughs> so. Barry Yandel's going to be there. I love him. Yeah, he's, he's super a beautiful nice. voice actor. Yes. Yeah, so there are guests, but the content for this con is way better than some of the other conventions that I've been to, including some conventions that are now, like, defunct. They're dead. Yeah. So. It's worth the money. It's worth the gas money to drive to SwampCon, because again, it's free. 
And I guess the last thing is, like, we're going to be there. Like, we would love yeah. to talk to you guys. We always love when people come up and give us K-pop recommendations, when they give us K-drama recommendations. It's just good to, like, nerd out with fellow people who are, like, K-pop. Yes. I guess K-poppers. There's, like, not a good group name, you yeah. know? Each group has their own thing, but I feel like there needs to be something for people who just, just generally enjoy yeah. K-pop. So, <laughs> fellow K-pop enthusiasts. <laughs> fellow K-pop enthusiasts. Seek us out. Swampcon.org. It's literally this weekend, March 16th and 17th. We hope to see you guys there. We'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. You can find us on Instagram at soulmatespodcast. You can find us on YouTube at soulmatespodcast. And you can send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, the podcast. The podcast. Where, where is it? <laughs> the, the, the fucking podcast. <laughs> and you can listen to us on this podcast anywhere where you normally listen to podcasts. We go through iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Pocket Cast, wherever you normally listen to podcasts. We're there. Just search for us. Seoul, like the capital of South Korea, S-E-O-U-L, Mates Podcast. Thanks. Have a great week, and we hope to see you guys at SwampCon. Goodbye. Bye.